The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Z-Ball podcast and the NBA trade deadline slash all-star break edition of the podcast. We haven't done NBA podcast in a while since the beginning of the season, the over-unders. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday night in Southern California. Joining me to discuss all these topics from Dallas, Texas, we got Akshay. What up, Akshay? Yo, Zishan, what's up, bro? Uh, and I'm up tonight. Uh, just a uh enjoying the Celtics game and uh, also looking at uh, what's going to happen with the NBA. So uh, that's pretty much it, dude. Okay, yeah. So uh, I'm sure you're enjoying the game so far. The Celtics are out big on Philly so far in the first half. Let's see how the game ends up. But before we get into some of the NBA topics, uh, we just had the Super Bowl. So congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams for winning their first Super Bowl since the 1999 season. And uh, I guess it's a good time for... LA Sports, I guess, uh, three uh, championships in a span of about a little over 16 months. So congratulations to LA Rams and well-deserved parade for them uh, tomorrow in downtown LA. And it should be fun for the city of LA. So congratulations again. But we haven't done a pod, like I said, for the NBA since the beginning of the season four months ago. We had you on for Eastern Conference over-unders. And... This season, uh, a pretty robust, a pretty uh, frantic, hectic trade deadline. A lot of moves made. Obviously, the big one being uh, the Sixers finally unloading uh, Ben Simmons to the Brooklyn Nets in exchange for uh, James Harden. And they also uh, gave up Seth Curry, Andre Drummond. And they they got back Paul Millsap as well. So what what's your thoughts on that trade, and what what's your outlook from from the trade for both teams for this rest of the season and moving forward? You know, with this trade, I I think it it'll be good, but I don't know if uh, and a lot of ifs for me in this trade. You know, especially with what uh, the Seventy Sixers are getting with uh, um, James Harden at this point. Uh, you don't. Uh, if you look at what I'm, saying, what I'm thinking is this: like it's like this. James Harden is an ISO ball player. He needs a ball in his hand to make uh, to make plays. And sometimes he takes he has a ball in his hand for a good five six seconds before anything happens. Um, then you look at Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is another guy that needs put the ball in his hand to make things happen. So it's like I think it, it will take a while for them to. Uh, to work together, uh, so this is like it's a high risk, um, but it's also a, a high loss uh, per situation. But uh, I think only time will tell. Uh, only time will tell what will be uh, the benefit of the spring. Okay, yeah, for sure. Uh, with James Harden, uh, kind of like expounding and kind of what you said, 
Uh, I've always thought of him, you know, definitely as like one of the better stars in the NBA, but there's always kind of been this little like type of fraudulent vibe that I get from him just in regards to his stardom and stuff like that. And just, he's definitely an efficient player, but I, I've told other, others this before that he needs a lot of free throws. He's very foul dependent. And it seems like to me that he needs to go to the line a lot to be, to be efficient. Whereas other top players, they go to the line a lot, but they're, they're not super dependent on going to the free throw line in order to be fit efficient. They can, be efficient in other ways and without going to the line. And I agree with you on that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think in this situation, you're getting two alpha males, you know, that you have in your team. And what you're going to do, obviously, someone has to give up the ball. Someone has to take less shots. So what, uh, that's my main concern in all this whole situation. Yeah. Are they being able to coexist? And you know James Harden, wherever he is in, in some team, he has some sort of issue eventually. Yeah, I mean, that, that's true for up. sure, right? Like, I mean, aside from his early days in Oklahoma City where he was young, couple seasons, then uh, he got traded to Houston. Obviously, he was a focal point in building the, the culture that they had there in the 2010s. They had some good runs, but ultimately fell uh, uh, fell to the Warriors. They ran into the Warriors. They weren't able to get over that hump. But you, you just look at that, that timeline kind of just to... Uh, further what you said about him having issues with other players, right? So they, uh, after I think his first season there, they signed Dwight Howard. Uh, after a couple seasons, they, they, they started having issues. They, then he was gone. And then uh, after that, then uh, who, who came after that? I think it was well, uh, uh, Chris Paul, right? It, they had two good yeah, seasons. Then, then they had their issues, right? Then... Westbrook came in for a season. Then they had some issues. They traded him, right? Uh, they also traded no, exactly. Clint Capella. <laughs> they also traded Clint Capella, right? And then, yes, then I mean, the, you you have kind of the the reputational of him going to strip clubs and all this other type of stuff, and him coming into multiple seasons, multiple training camps, not in shape. And now you have him all the, the issues that are the rumblings that with Kyrie Irving. Uh, in Brooklyn, how their relationship was strained uh, in the season and a half that they were together. And it's just uh, uh, kind of a lot of bad vibes. And then, but uh, let's see how he, he, he uh, fits in with uh, Joel Embiid. Obviously, uh, I, don't, I don't believe this, but some people have said, uh, can they be the, the new Kobe Shaq? I think that's outrageous. But <laughs> let's let's see. <laughs> well, I mean, at, at this time, I totally agree with that. Is totally outrageous at this point. It's uh, I don't know why people even would even say such a thing, but you never know. I mean, uh, eventually down the road, if they coexist, it's a possibility. Yeah, for sure. But it can work. But that's a big hit at this point. You see, Harden's right now. He's I think 32, 33, something like that. And then yeah. you're seeing how how much his game has been affected this season. Uh, from the way the the rules have changed with the, uh, how they're calling fouls and stuff. And it's just been, or maybe it, it could just be a, a matter of fact of, uh, he didn't like the situation in Brooklyn. He gets a little boost in the change of scenery here, change of environment, and maybe his game takes off. And with the ball in his hand more, I mean, uh, with the pick and rolls that he's going to be running with Embiid and, they're going to obviously still going to have to feed Embiid, obviously, heavily in the post. I mean, he's 
the leading MVP candidate this season for a reason. And I think they have to, like, like you said, they have to coexist and they have to make Embiid, he has to remain the focal point if they want to get to ultimately where they want to get, where they, they haven't been to a conference final, I think, since 2001. So yeah, <laughs> I think it's, uh, there's no more kind of like excuses, really. I mean, obviously, it's going to take some time to gel just because uh, they've, this is the, like, only like 20 games left in the regular season, something like that. And, but ultimately, they're in the fourth seed right now. So they're going to have, they're going to end up in a really good spot, I think, going into the playoffs. One of the top three seeds, in my opinion. And then ultimately, it's just going to be, a matter of how, how healthy they stay. And I, I think they should be relatively healthy uh, going into the playoffs. So uh, it should be fun to see them kind of moving forward. So, But on the other side of that token, uh, Brooklyn, what do you make of the trade for Brooklyn? Uh, obviously, Ben Simmons still not playing, uh, still getting into basketball shape, uh, recovering some, from some personal stuff as well. And what do you think he brings for uh, the Brooklyn with – their current state, uh, being in the in the eighth spot, and then Durant's been injured for a little bit, and then Kyrie. Obviously, we know the situation with him. We've documented it many times. So, what's your thoughts for Brooklyn getting uh, Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, and Andre Drummond? Well, I think at this time Brooklyn is a, is that all time mess for them. I mean, there's so many issues having Harden. You can obviously get traded. You have Katie. You kind of Irving. Who knows what's happening there? Uh, but I do like the that he can come back to the level he was playing with uh, a few years ago. Because I think uh, he did one of the great facilitators in the game, and still is, if you look at the level. And I think a team which has obviously Irving and Harden, they need a facilitator. They need someone to be passing the ball and get them over the uh, and So I, I think this works. Um, I mean, in addition, like, Seth Curry, I think that also works well. He gets another shooter. Um, but then, but they give up two first-round picks. Yeah. Which, in my mind, is, I think, first-round picks are, um, there's something you don't really want to give up, you know, because you never know when when you're drafting and all that. You can hit the ladder with the player. And, but, I mean, that's obviously a well-centered dunk at the time, but. The chance to do it is there if you have those big, but give me a first round pick. Think the mood. Give me one first round pick, I'm going to put another pick. Okay, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point. I mean, let's see when Ben Simmons actually plays and then when Durant comes back, but just to get back on the Kyrie train, right? I mean, we've. Yeah. Just like with James Harden, he's had his fair share of issues where he's been, right? Obviously. A uh, bad sour exit in Cleveland. Then he went to your Celtics. A bad sour taste left there after he left. And now the issues in Brooklyn. Uh, last season he left for some personal time, uh, and all the flat earth stuff. This season the, un- the not getting vaccinated, uh, not being able to play in ro- uh, home games, and not being able to play in road games in Toronto and New York, and I think maybe San Francisco against the Warriors. So there's kind of issues there too as well. So which which seed they ultimately want to fall in for the playoffs, and who knows when uh, 
what's it called? Uh, Durant's going to come back, and then kind of where they're going to end up. I mean, kind of, uh, are they going to end up in the play-in? Are they going to get in the top six? I mean, who knows? But it's just, uh, I mean, Brooklyn, yeah, just been a mess. I mean, I mean, this is like, I mean, big three that they thought like they only played 16, 16 games together and they never really got their full potential. I mean, they obviously still almost snuck past Milwaukee in the semifinals, which was pretty impressive. You got to give uh, to, props to Kevin Durant for that. But let's see kind of where they end up. I mean, I mean, is there any chance that they ultimately even missed the play-in? What do you think? I think so. I think there's a good chance they missed uh, the playoffs. You know, it, it, like I said, it all depends on um, uh, oh, what the word in my head. It all depends on on how well each player works with each other. And it's an, like I mentioned before, the ISO ball. But um, uh, how would I say? Like, uh, they play. Yeah. Obviously, that's not going to work. You see, if they're able to work, uh, to go as a team. I think they have a chance. It's able to work with me. And then you, I mean, you have three heads there, obviously. I mean, now you have uh, Simmons in there. So, but, but yeah, I think that's what it is. It's consistency. But as you mentioned, there's only a certain number of games left. So, I mean, will they be able to do that with those number, within that number of games? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I mean, it should be interesting to see how they finish out. I mean, obviously Simmons has given is going to give them something, uh, and we're assuming Simmons is going to be like what he was. Uh, obviously, an extra kind of like ball hander, playmate, playmaker type, and then also he's. I think he's vastly going to improve, improve, uh, improve. Excuse me, their defense, which uh, we've seen last season and this season they've kind of they've kind of struggled with that i mean aside from maybe kevin durant leading and anchoring their defense so should be fun yeah, uh to, I, to watch I, them I but uh, a lot of drama with this team and uh a, a tough task for steve nash probably this season to to make a title run in my opinion even if they do make the play-in and and the playoffs so yep i agree yeah there's a lot of different variables kind of going on and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. But uh, with a healthy Durant, I mean, they, they always got a shot because he's, he's one of those uh, all-time, uh, one-of-one type guys. And he, he, we've seen how he plays in the playoffs. So, exactly. All righty. Let's move on to one of the other major trades. Uh, probably the second major trade, just in my opinion, is that Sacramento and Indiana trade. Where the Pacers got uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson, and they gave up DeMontis Savonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a 2027 second round pick. So, what are your thoughts on that trade? You know, in this one, I'm not originally following this trade to be honest. Uh, but I, I, I think it does make both teams. They do Halliburton, I so Halliburton, you were you were talking about Halliburton? Yeah, Halliburton. Uh, I'm not too familiar with this guy. I mean, uh, quite honestly, I wasn't watching the Kings. I, I don't know who he watches the Kings. Yeah, uh, 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 to be honest, but I mean, the trade looks okay. I think. Uh, I mean, the Indian. Uh, 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 uh
police score, but you know, make me mad. No, I mean, you know, that what, what he's missing in. Christian Thompson, I think he is. But yeah, I think for Indiana, it's a good question. But if you look at it in the uh, uh, opposite perspective, Sacramento, I don't know what they're doing. Um, I mean, Devontae's bonus is great. He's a great player. Um, Justin Holiday, uh, yeah, he's a good player. I mean, Jimmy Lamb has been around the league. So it's like, I don't really know why they made this trade. You know, that there was a reason for them to do it. But uh, hey, you know what? I think uh, Sacramento, they know what they're doing. I guess they're their manager. So, but it, I think this trade, to be honest, I think Indiana really wins out of the trade. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, actually, I mean, I've been very critical of the, the Kings in past seasons. Obviously, they've, I think, have the longest playout, play, playoff drought in NBA amongst all the active teams. So I, I don't think they've been to the playoffs since 2006, I believe. And it's it's been a, a very tough 15 years for them. Obviously, they've had some stars there with Cousins and stuff like that. But I think uh, this is uh, a good trade for them, but... Uh, I don't know why they, if they really had to give up Halliburton, I think he's been really good. And But I guess they just decided between De'Aaron Fox and Halliburton, who are both uh, point guard types, they went with yeah. De'Aaron Fox and want to build uh, with along De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis as their centerpieces and kind of some other role guys in there. Like, uh, I mean, Harrison Barnes is another guy for them. And they they did some, make some other trades as well. They got rid of uh, a Bagley and, and and some of the trades. So let's let's see. I mean, obviously, either one of these teams are not really doing much this season. They're both probably going to be out of the play-in. And but Indiana, I I think it's a good building block for them. I mean, Halliburton, Brogdon now got Buddy Hield some shooting, and then obviously the the big guy you're sticking with is Miles Turner now between after getting rid of Sabonis. So uh, let's see uh, how they kind of uh, finish off this season and see if they can get some momentum going into next season. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, not much uh, I, to say about these teams uh, for, or this trade in regard because the teams aren't uh, that great from either side. So we'll move on to the next trade. It's another kind of like two teams that are kind of at the lower end of the Western Conference. Portland, uh, it seems like they're kind of blowing it up with uh, the, the moves they made. They obviously sent uh, Norman Powell and Covington to the Clippers uh, yeah. in, in their first trade, uh, and they got back Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, a future second-round pick. And then they also sent out C.J. McCollum, longtime Blazer, uh, so him and Lillard, their era is over. They sent out Larry Nance Jr. in that trade as well. Tony Snell, and they and they, they got back Josh Hart, Sadaransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Didi Luzada. And I think they, from that trade, they made another trade with Utah, I believe. And, or a three-teamer with Utah and San Antonio. They got back Ingles and Elijah Hughes, and they gave up. Sadaransky to the Spurs in a second round pick, and then they gave up Nikhil Alexander Walker and Hernan Gomez to the, the Jazz. So, what's kind of your whole thoughts on the? We'll, we'll focus on the McCollum trade for both teams. New Orleans getting McCollum. What do you think, uh, kind of about that for them making a play and run this season and then going into next season? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, 
I think it's a good uh, date. It's a good move. But, yeah. Uh, they need, I think what they're trying to do is the world is in this phase right now where they're dating across countries. I mean, you have, uh, uh, I mean, you have, uh, what's that? What's that guy? Is there? Zion? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you have Zion, you have uh, Brandon. Um, Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram. So you have two players, but I think that they're trying to get more scoring. I think, I think they're trying to get more help for Zion. Pretty much that's why I think this play would make. They're trying to make some more things right to, to entice him because eventually what he's on a three year deal, right? So this is like a little more left, a little year of the deal. Yeah, I think he has a couple more years left on the, the deal that he, he got years, from the yeah. Blazers, yeah. So, so I think they're they are trying to make a man or they're not a man, I would say, but but they're trying to please him in the in the deal. And you have CJ McCollum I mean he's this guy's a lifetime scorer when he when he was. You know, he averaged what maybe twenty eight games. But so it, that, that, I think that's why we know him, you know, and you think Larry Dash, I think it's a durable spot. Oh, I mean, you're not spectacular, but uh, I'll I mean, I, I don't know about uh, Thomas Kanskowski and all the other guys that were sent back. Or they kill Alexander Walker, Walker from Utah. But I, I think it's, um, I think uh, that's what, I think it's a good trade for New Orleans. I mean, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to, uh, um, sort of, um, not rebuild per se, but they're trying to, um, restock and re-amp for what's happening later on. You know, especially with Zion, because they, they need to get him more scoring. Yeah, for sure. They need, to, they, they need to get him on the floor first. Hopefully he stays healthy. Oh, that's what I want, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get him on the floor. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good building block. I think it's some one that brings him stability, uh, consistent scoring. If if Zion, I mean, we've seen his first couple seasons, he hasn't really stayed healthy consistently. He came out into this season way out of shape. I think something like three hundred ten pounds, something like that. So yeah, and he's really got to get his weight in check, and because I think the way he plays and all that athleticism and stuff, so. I think he, the, that can really affect his knees, just the, the athleticism and the speed that he plays with if he's got that much weight on him and he's out of shape. So I think it's, it's vital for him in these early stages of his career, mid-20s and stuff, to get his body in check, get, him, get his body in order to have a prolonged NBA career like he, like he hopes to do. So we'll see what happens with that, but... New Orleans obviously in the hunt for sure. They're I believe in tenth place or no eleventh place currently. So they'll they'll be in the hunt for fighting long alongside with this Portland team that we're discussing for the last play in spot in the Western Conference. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, let's discuss one more trade before we get into kind of uh, the outlook for the set for the last twenty five games or so on in each conference. Uh, it's uh, I, I would say a mid a mid tier trade. Uh, I I obviously want to discuss it more just because uh, Dallas finally got rid of Porzingis, so they traded Porzingis and a second round pick, future second round pick, to the Wizards, and they got back Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. So what what do you ultimately think for Dallas in this one, and how does it affect them moving forward uh, for the playoff run that they're trying to make? 
No, no, the animals, I, you know, I mean, when you came back, especially when he's, uh, I think he's, uh, he's uh, a decent point guard, uh, to be honest. I, I think he's, I mean, he's not like the tackle, per se, but I think he's even. Uh, when you get back to David Perkins, I mean, this guy, when I think about this guy, uh, a three-point shooter, I think he, other than that, he does pretty much what he is. And I, I, I don't know why Dallas would have made this trade. Maybe it's because they're Yeah, I, I think this trade is just because a Porzingis really never fit there once he came. Yeah. He never really fit there. He never got anything going, and they just they had to get off of him. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what, that's what, they pretty much won that, you know? Now, I don't know what they're planning on doing. Maybe they have an eye on a fella during the NBA spring season. I mean, that after the NBA, uh, during the, um, when the spring season's there, maybe they're looking at someone else uh, as a replacement, and I, they had them in the middle of at some point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll we'll see kind of what happens uh, with it moving forward. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a good tr- trade for Dallas, in my opinion. They get off Porzingis; he never fit there, and they bring in uh, Bertans. I think Bertans will get his shooting touch back with uh, Luca uh, playmaking for him, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. setting him up for much better quality shots. And we'll see what they get from Spencer Dinwiddie. He'll be he'll be kind of in the mix with some of the wings they got there as well. So it should be good for Dallas. And then uh, luckily for Dallas, they probably won't have to play the Clippers this season in the first round. So yeah. <laughs> they're probably happy about that. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, cool. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> All right, so l- let's get into kind of the outlook for uh, the, the conferences. We'll start with uh, the Eastern Conference. So currently we got uh, Milwaukee, I believe, is the number one seed. No, Miami, excuse me, is the number one seed, thirty-seven and twenty. So, what do we see for Miami moving forward? They got back all their players now, and looks like they're relatively he- healthy going in a stretch run. Uh, are they one of the top, uh, like top tier teams? You think in the Eastern Conference? I believe so. I mean. And they definitely have the talent to be there, but I think what's happening in the other world before that, uh, I think they're in that sort of state now where they're sort of like in a form. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, they're still number one of these, but they're, they haven't been playing well before that. Uh, and before the trade deadline, they weren't playing too well. You know, so we, um, maybe uh, something's happening. I don't know. I, I don't think they made any trades at the trade deadline either. They didn't make anything major. I think th- yeah. it was just a lot of kind of they were never got a rhythm and they had like injuries too. Bam was out for a, a yeah. while. Butler was out here and there, right? Uh, I think yeah, some yeah. of their other players maybe as well. So they never really got yeah. into rhythm. I think Lowry was out for a few games. So, but when healthy, right? They I have think- they have one of the more I, I think uh, like stout starting fives with Lowry, uh, Tyler Hero. Uh, PJ Tucker, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo. So they're always. Uh, we always know they're going to be well coached. They're going to be disciplined. Uh, they're going to play hard every 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 game, every playoff game, every playoff series. So they're going to be a tough out for anyone who faces them. And 
I think they're going to be a serious contender along with Milwaukee and the Eastern Conference going into the playoffs. I agree. Uh, I totally agree with that situation. I think it maybe, but I think it is. Uh, I think once the, the second half even begins, I think they'll get their, their sort of uh, torn back. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, think right now it's sort of like it's like the, it's like they're in the dead sea waiting for the final. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of positioning to figure out. I mean, between six and 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 one in the Eastern Conference, or seven and one, excuse me. There's five games separating them in the loss column, so a lot of movement that's still is still going to go around in the last twenty twenty five games of the season. There's going to be a lot of uh, repositioning, repositioning happening in these last twenty five games. So. Uh, I think they're primed and ready for a good run. So let's see what they do uh, going in the stretch run into the playoffs. All right, so number two in the East, we got the Chicago Bulls. Uh, obviously, they had all those uh, off-season acquisitions. Uh, they held, they st- stood pat at the trade deadline, not really trading uh, Kobe White or uh, Patrick Williams. And they've had some injuries, some kind of like uh, bad COVID luck as well recently with... Uh, Levine, uh, Lonzo Ball, but they've been uh, a very good team in the first half. Uh, DeRozan is having one of the best seasons of his career. I think averaging like somewhere around 27, 28 points, five rebounds, five assists. And obviously Alex Caruso is a good pickup for them. And they've just been really good all around. Uh, They had an over-under at 42.5, I think, for the season. And they're six games away from hitting that. So... They're on pace for a 50-55 to 55 win season. And what do you see kind of for them? Do you consider them, I mean, because we saw a stretch with them where they played like some top-level teams and they just uh, were not able to hang with them like the Brooklyn's, the Golden States. So what do you see from them as far as their playoff-level contender status goes? I mean, I, I, I really think they have a shot. I mean, uh, they get high in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're number two in the Eastern Conference right now. I mean, we'll see when the playoffs start if they if they remain healthy. I mean, uh, I think that's the main key for any team. But at this point, I think what, what they've done, what they've done for all the trades they've made, have been beneficial to the whole. You know, I I we see what happens with the injury and all that. I mean, they didn't pick up any trades as well. I mean, you know, maybe they, they they try to pick up. Uh, Players that could be potentially bought out, who knows? But I mean, at this point, they are they they are what they are. Yeah, for sure, that they should be fun. But I I just don't think they're a top tier team in my opinion. I I love DeRozan, uh, him being from USC, my alma mater. But I think yeah. he's having a fabulous season. But I just don't see them as kind of competing with the top tier teams in the east who in my opinion are the miami and milwaukee and and maybe even philly i mean if they, if they can get their act together but see but i i just trust miami and milwaukee the most right now in the east I, and i don't think chicago has that kind of firepower at least not this season to get to the, the level that, of, that those i see those teams getting to All right, yeah, number three then in the East, Cleveland Cavaliers. They've been probably the biggest surprise, and uh, 
they've looked really good with their young guys. That trio that they've had, uh, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. And uh, they've been looking, playing very well. And they also got Karis LeVert at the trade deadline. So what what do you see for Cleveland? Where do you put them in the East uh, when the playoffs roll around? I think they will be in the mid, um, in the middle of the East. To be honest, I I, I didn't see. I mean, they were playing well. I, was, uh, I, I I know they picked up a, a trade, right? But but I don't know. I just nothing seems to really excite me about that team. Like, uh, I mean, they're really good defensively. That's what's really been their, their yeah. calling card this year with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Both those guys are very formidable, a very formidable duo defensively, and they're both very athletic. And then Evan Mobley, he just, and he's only in his rookie season, and I think he's going to gain some strength as he gets older. He's going to get, uh, become better offensively, and I think he's just going to be a problem for a lot of teams moving forward uh, as as he progresses and grows in his career. I, I just think he was my rookie of the year pick. Uh, he's a USC guy as well. So I, he's he's just looking very good. And uh, it's it's good to see how, how, how well he's playing and fitting in the NBA. And Cleveland, I mean, we saw outside of the LeBron years how bad they were. And now they've, four years after LeBron left, uh, for the second time, now they've uh, built back up to being one of the top three teams in the East so far at, at the All-Star break. So it should be fun watching them in the second half uh, or going into the into the playoffs in the stretch run. So I'm really excited to watch them. I think, it, I mean, I think the trade was a good move because, uh, I mean, you have uh, – if Tyler Bird is obviously a terrible scorer. You know, at, at, at any game he plays in. And I, I just think that, yeah, I mean, I think the team needed a lot of their They're a great defensive team, but offensive-wise, I think they needed a boost in the I think this trade made sense for them. I mean, uh, going forward, I think for me, it's sort of like a mini Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, we'll see kind of... Uh, it definitely gives them, bolsters their... Uh, Kind of scoring. Obviously, Darius Garland is their their main guard right now, uh, taking the, the ball handling load, the scoring load. But obviously, getting Karis LeVert, if he can stay healthy, will help bolster that. Uh, he's kind of he'll get good looks with for, with Garland, and then from Mobley out of, and Allen out of the post. And I th- I just think their defense is, is they're always going to make it tough for the other team, and with that, they're going to ha- kind of have a shot to kind of make a little bit of noise in the playoffs, but I kind of put them in that same tier, maybe as a Chicago Philly. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. So uh, fourth, we all already discussed the Sixers. Uh, they're 34 and 22. Another point I wanted to make kind of, uh, we didn't really discuss it much when we discussed the Harden trade. What do you think about uh, Tyrese Maxey's role? Obviously it's going to be expanded with Seth Curry gone and then kind of the depth that they lost with getting rid of uh, Simmons and Drummond as well. So how do you, how do you think he progresses and grows in a, what's obviously going to be a bigger role for him? Well, I think he's, uh, I think he's, well, has to go with him. Uh, I would say probably uh, that it, he can more scoring. He has opportunity to 
that's what I would think at this point. I mean, because especially right now, uh, I mean, Harden yeah, yeah. hasn't played yet. We don't know when he's going to play after his injury. So if they, in the meantime, to kind of keep the 76ers, I think, going in and, and keep them rolling, you can't compete, um, you can't expect to be to get there to going for every single night, getting high numbers, because he's still getting high rebounds. And all of I mean, all of stuff, I think someone has to step up to I think this case, Trace Maxey is that guy who can do it, but I, I mean, that's what he has to do. Okay, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think uh, he's shown that he, he's uh, an up-and-coming star for them, and he, he can really, on a given night, put up a lot of points uh, and make a lot of good plays. And I think he's going to have to fit in now with Harden. Obviously, he's going to have an expanded role, kind of being the one of the only uh, like smaller guards on their team. Obviously, Harden will probably take over like the point guard duties and stuff, just with given his playmaking abilities. But I, I think they have uh, a good starting five, or a good, like, closing five, which would be Maxi, uh, Harden, Tobias Harris, Matisse Thibel, and Joel Embiid. So they're going to be w- one of the better teams uh, going into the Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh, and it's, t- it's their time to kind of shine. I mean, uh, Ben Simmons is gone. They've got through that that kind of tough part, uh, hats off to them and hats off to Embiid for the season that he's having. I mean, unless something major happens, he's probably going to win the MVP. So hats off to him for the season he's putting together. I agree. I, I, I All right, let's move next to number five seed, the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending NBA champions. They're 35 and 23 currently. They've obviously had some injuries as well. Uh, kind of with Middleton, Holiday, Brooke Lopez is still out, but uh, we've seen in the past couple weeks how good they've been playing. Uh, they beat uh, kind of a couple teams. I mean, they did lose to Phoenix uh, pretty handily, but on that, that was kind of like a longer West Coast trip that they had, but they did play. They have been playing very well, uh, and I think they're going to continue that um, for the last 25 games, and I think, to me, they're... They've got to be the favorite again in the East to get back to the finals until we see otherwise. And uh, I, I think, like I said, Milwaukee and Miami are my two top teams in the East. And uh, we there's a good chance we might see them uh, in a playoff series for the third consecutive season. And this time it'll be, it could be in the uh, conference finals instead of the first round or the conference semifinals. So, what do you see from Milwaukee as far as their aspirations to go back to back? I mean, I mean, I think they're a good team. You, know, you always have the Giants. I mean, any team that has Giants always have a shot to win, right? So, I think that they're good. I don't know if they pick up the ball. Obviously, the person is great. I think they needed the people who back up or someone. They got, they got Serge. They got Serge Ibaka, and he's kind of been playing a little better so lately. So, let's see. Maybe, yeah, maybe he can be like uh, a good presence to them, like he was for uh, Toronto in the twenty nineteen. Like good, kind of like fifteen yeah. to twenty minutes. Get some good defense. Yeah. Uh, stretch the floor a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, that one's a good pickup, but they also gave a good, you know, 
I mean, you uh, obviously, what's his name? DiVincio? Yeah, DiVincenzo, yeah. DiVincio, he was traded out. And then, uh, you know, he was traded out. And you also have, uh, they also lost play uh, in the off. I mean, over. Uh, they, uh, I think there's, what I think there's, uh, there's someone else there that they ended up uh, um, uh, losing another score. Uh, that was on their team. I don't recall who that was offhand. So I think that's what the, I think they're trying to get uh, bigger, per se, but the uh, uh, I don't know if that's the right thing to get uh, scoring uh, as well. So, I mean, it, it, it looks like a good trade on paper, but then again, I don't know what it's been. You know, but, oh, yeah, I, I, that's the guy. They also traded, uh, did they trade a uh, great. Grayson Allen, as you Oh no, Grayson Allen's on. I think he's been on. He's uh, still there. I think I he's. I, I believe he's still there. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. The only trade they. The only trade they made. I, I believe it looks like was the ser- getting Sergi Baca and then giving up Divincenzo. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Then it's that, but I, I think Divincenzo. I think he's a great. Player. Uh, when he, he got the ball, when he made them some timely three pointers, and that's the only concern I have with them, as okay. far as them going. But as far as uh, a shooting, per se, but as far as like defense or whatnot, I mean, they're definitely in the game. Yeah, I mean, defensively, we've seen how good they can be with the, the three guys. Obviously, Giannis, and then Middleton, and Holiday, and then uh, Ibaka. Now will really help them in there, and then. When Brooke Lopez comes back, so they'll have the length. They'll have, I think, they have the three point shooting with Holiday and Middleton. Uh, DiVincenzo, obviously, they're going to lose a little there with that getting rid of him. But uh, I, th- I still think they they got the best team in the East. And uh, in my opinion, uh, if they they play like they did last season, they should get back probably to the Eastern Con- to the fi- NBA Finals. Excuse me, to try and get a second uh, consecutive championship. Exactly. All right, now uh, let's move now into your Celtics, Akshay. 33-25, and 25, been playing a lot better lately. 9-1 and one in their last uh, 10 games, 8-game winning streak. So what has changed for them? They, they were a little sluggish uh, early on. You had the whole Marcus Smart comments. Uh, I think what it was is that I think, like I, like I mentioned before, on a podcast or I don't know what that was, but it will take time for the team to to start getting rolling at some point because you have obviously new players you have a new head coach you have a new GM so it's like it, it takes time for all this to happen I, and uh, I do like their trade that they made uh, in the offseason when they picked up uh, a white from the Spurs I think great uh, another point guard that you have on the bench um, and he can be six man coming out yes and with the talent to go one on one he can be scored by himself just uh, to do that. Um, I, I think what they also trade when they brought back Teach and they gave up uh, uh, what's the name? They gave up Schroeder and uh, Enos yes, Freedom. So, yeah, Enos, uh, Enos Freedom was not going to be he was pretty much on bench at some point and I think that they sort of knew that he was too much then. Offensively he was poor but because they were doing much they bring back Teach and who was the uh, Obviously, well aware of the Celtic being there for the first three, four years of his career. Uh, and then now he's back, and now, now he just adds another dimension. He gives them depth. 
you know, I mean, I mean right now, the score, but they're, they're almost like 40 million in the That means they won eight straight. I mean, you, uh, I mean, you, now that you opened up some spots, you have like a lot of players picking up, you know, uh, picking up, um, uh, um, picking up points, you know, for, for the team. I mean, you have like, it's not even that. It's going to be Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown. They're not playing. They're also playing less space than they were playing before. So it sort of gives you more of a key their aspect of the game. And uh, I think uh, they have a lot at the right time. You know, I mean, I mean, they still have political, I mean, intellectual opportunity to go there. I mean, I don't think most guys would ever, would ever stick with the team. I think they're just going to cost money. I mean, we're going to get under the, um, the, uh, what you know, the tax for this year. So, and now they have what, uh, they still have three more small circles on uh, their roster. Uh, and, and, and they can pick up someone like Robin Lopez in a buyout or, or like uh, anyone else that will definitely help their Okay. But and right now, I mean, they're on fire. Okay, so are, are they like the dark horse type team in the Eastern Conference, you think? What do you... I think so. At this point, I think so. But the only time will tell. You know, I mean, you still have a second half of the season play. So, I mean, time will tell. At this point, they're getting hot at the right moment. Okay, yeah, I mean, and like I said, I mean, there's only five games separating them from the, the number one seed, so. Exactly, so, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, dude. I mean, it's, it's a long season. I don't want to say anything that, uh, and, uh, I don't want to say anything that, like I said, it's a long season. You just have to wait for what happens. Okay. At this point, I mean, but the way they're playing, they're playing uh, amazingly well. And uh, I think they're juggling together the team. Yeah, for sure, and then, uh, we've seen uh, from Time Lord, uh, he's his fourth season now. Uh, his minutes are going up a little by little every season. When do you think Time Lord we can see, we can see him getting to like maybe like a Jared Allen level, like 16, 11 rebounds a game? What do you what do you think? I mean, he's already doing that since he's doing that. So so far this season, averaging like ten and ten, I think something like that. Yeah, you got one too, but then it's the key play here. You know, when he's on the floor, the cover for the he's a big defense. I mean, he's a block shot. Uh, he gets at least, I think he averages a, a two game block shots. And his defense is like, when he's defending on anybody, it's really hard to score. If they score, it's harder to score than to have a regular person defending. And I, I would tell us all this all the time. I think the Celtics the whole roster is what? Sorry. No, I, I, the funny thought. I think the Celtics made um, they got a home run with this team when they picked them up in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this guy. This guy. I mean, he's obviously. I've been saying it for years, and it's like uh, I don't know what it is about Texas A&M centers, but I said the same thing with uh, DeAndre Jordan. That we year eight to pick him up. There's something about them that they play well with. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, when 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 do you think we see him coming into an All Star level? This is his fourth season now. I mean, I would say next year. 
Next year? Okay. Next year, next year, next year he's playing exceptionally well. He's gone enough. I mean, he's, he's really enough for the master devil when he's playing in the sporting center. I mean, obviously, he's not playing to his team. He's yeah, for sure. I, I think he's been uh, really good. My my just concern is that I I, I want to see him play like thirty five minutes consistently, right? That's yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, that will come up in time. You know, when that happens. I mean, he'll get to get to that level. I think he's still learning the game, to be, to be honest with you. I think he's still learning the game, you know. And I think by next year, he'll be a legit center. I mean, right now, I think he's, uh, he's a great center. I think next year, he'll be up there. All right, yeah. I mean, he, he's been really good. And in and, and the limited time, I, I just kind of want to see him get to that other level when he... Uh, Plays consistently 35 minutes and then is averaging somewhere like 17 tens. So let's see what, if that that could happen in the next couple of seasons. But yeah, Celtics. I mean, if if they start playing well, I mean, they they get on a roll. They can uh, possibly make some noise. We'll see. But let's get into the last team that we'll discuss in the Eastern Conference, the Toronto Raptors. Currently at thirty-one and twenty-five, they've been playing really good. Uh, eight and two in their last game, last ten games, excuse me. They've made a little bit of run, kind of turned their season around. Uh, so, what do you think, kind of about their core guys, uh, Siakam, Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, the rookie, and what what do you see for them in the playing round and possibly in the playoffs? I mean, I think their core is good. I just think they need to pick up more scoring. At this point, and uh, I know they, uh, uh, I know they traded away the project was first for Andy Young, uh, but I think they need to get more points. And I think that's what they do. And you have uh, the right, the is not there anymore. So it's like, what do you think of supporting at this point? Yeah, I mean, they they did trade for uh, Thaddeus Young. They weren't really playing Goran Dragic much when he was yeah. there. Uh, it was more so Van Vliet show, and then Scotty Barn, the rookie, has looked like he's been playing very well for them. And then uh, Siakam has kind of gotten back a, a little to his old self, so we'll see how he he, he plays moving forward. But uh, I don't, I definitely don't see them as a serious contender. But maybe at best they're a conference semifinals team. Let's we'll see about that. But even that might be a stretch. So. All right, so that'll wrap it up for our Eastern Conference talk. Let's get into the Western Conference teams now. So we got, obviously, we've seen the, the most of the season. Phoenix and Golden State have been up there at the top uh, most of the season. Golden State uh, kind of slumping a little uh, the last, like, five games or so. And Phoenix currently has a five-game lead for the, the the one seed. So Phoenix currently at 46-10, and 10, best overall in the NBA they're nine and one. Their last ten games, uh, they've just been playing phenomenal. They've been relatively healthy the whole season. So, what do you see from Phoenix? Uh, obviously, they want to get back to the finals and uh, obviously try to win this time after a uh, losing in last year's finals after being up two zero. Yeah, I mean, I think they're a team that's 
Well, Phoenix, I think they're always going to be there. I think they have a good young core. Obviously, when you have uh, um, when you have um, uh, what's that player's name? Devin, uh, Devin Booker. Yeah, Booker, and you have Booker. You do. You have a a young team. You know, I mean, your young core, and then especially with your point guard being an um, all star point guard and uh, NBA veteran. You know, I mean, they definitely have a chance to, to, to win it this year again. But I, I think it's, it's. I think what it is is just they need to. Uh, I think it's all health wise. If they're made healthy, they have a good chance to win it. I know they picked up uh, a player. It's. Uh, I think they traded for. Uh, they got Aaron Holiday from the Wizards. Yeah, Aaron Holiday, and they picked up another guy as well. They got uh, they got Tory, Tory Craig. they got Tory Craig from Indiana, yeah. Yeah, they got Tory Craig, so which will shore up their bench, I think. Uh, but I, I think they are, I think they're a great team. You know, I mean, they gave up Jalen Smith. I think who is a potential. I mean, uh, I think he can be a great player in time um, with with more coaching. But uh, other than that, I mean, they did what they did, right? I mean, uh, I think they are. I think they are. I think these two trades are good, and I think uh, I mean this, this will help them when it goes into the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. I, I've really liked Phoenix this season, and they fell short last season. And a lot of people, a lot of chatter was said about how they had such an easy road to the playoffs, but they've really come out this season and uh, really uh, played very well and answered kind of the, the critics. And I think they just have a really good continuity, a good. Uh, solidified starting five with uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikal Bridges, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Ayton. And they have, obviously, good role guys as well. You mentioned those guys, Aaron Holiday, uh, Torrey Craig, and then also other guys like Cam Johnson, uh, JaVale McGee. So I think they're just a very well-coached team. Uh, Chris Paul's uh, playing very well. I mean, still very good defensively. He's still a great leader. At his age, uh, I think 36, uh, being in his, what, uh, I think 17th season in the league. So his diet has really kind of just com- completely changed the trajectory of his career. And uh, hopefully he before he, he calls it quits, he can get that uh, elusive title that's been, uh, that he's been uh, gunning for, chasing at for a very long time. So... And they, they for me, have, have got to be the favorites, not just in the Western Conference, but just to, to win the title, in my opinion. And they've remained relatively healthy all season. And uh, let's see, hopefully, that, knock on wood, they can do that for the rest of the regular season and going into the playoffs. So for me, they've got to be the favorites. And uh, l- let's talk now about the Warriors, 42-16. and 16. Obviously, they've had a rejuvenated year after missing the playoffs for the last two seasons. Uh, Stephen Curry uh, was had an excellent first uh, two, two-and-a-half months of the season, was an MVP form, uh, broke the all-time record for three-pointers made. We've ob- we obviously already knew before that that he was the greatest shooter, he, even before he did that, but now this like he said just solidified it uh he's got the all-time record for three-pointers made and like i mentioned a little earlier they've been slumping a little they still have some injuries draymond has been out for a while james wiseman has still been out but they've gotten uh, a lot of uh contributions from their young guys kaminga uh jordan Poole, uh some other role guys Otto porter 
uh, Toscano Anderson, Damian Lieb, and then Clay has uh, kind of came back in the mix, excuse me, the last three weeks, uh, about the last month. And then, uh, so it, uh, we know their core with Curry, Draymond, Iguodala, and Clay Thompson, they've seen pretty much every situation you can imagine in the playoffs. So they're not going to, it's not going to be for a lack of experience, but. What do you see from them in the playoffs, and can they get back to the the finals for the first time since 2019? I think they have a shot at it. I mean, they, they definitely have a shot. I, I, I think with the Warriors, I think it's, in my opinion, it's going to come down to uh, how well they play together, how well they they uh, accumulate, you know I mean, uh, assimilate together, I mean, pretty much. Because you have to, I mean, the way I see it is these guys are coming up, of an injury, especially... Uh, um, I don't know his name. Clay? But, uh, he's, he's, Clay yeah, Thompson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson's got the injury. I think it will take some more time for them to gel. And yeah. I, I think that's what it, I think that's exactly what they need. It needs more time to be consistent. I mean, you have Steph Curry, Steph Curry. That guy can even go off for 40 games. You know, I, I, I think we need to, I think Greenmont Smith may be a little lacking. I think he has to pick up the game a little a little bit, but I have no problem with them. I think they will give you whatever I think will be Western Conference Final. It's going to be uh, a Phoenix and uh, Golden State. Yeah, I mean, it's looking like that right now. And then just kind of in that matchup, it, obviously Draymond, when he comes back, he's a big part of their D's, their defensive anchor. And I think that's the kind of the what made them special in their five-year run where they won three titles, went to the finals five times. That was kind of what uh, differentiated them from other teams. Obviously, they were a great shooting team, but they were always uh, so dominant when they were able to lock down defensively with Draymond anchoring that and then Durant as well. But now with with him, when he comes back, he obviously takes ball handling pressure off stuff. He's able to handle the ball. They're not they've never really expected much from him scoring wise. So he's kind of like their heart and soul, their emotional leader, uh, an- defensive anchor. And then he also handles the ball as well, gets them into their sets, uh, sets the tempo of the game. So I think it's going to be big when he gets back. And then uh, I think Wiseman's kind of been big for them as well, just considering that they've, on certain games, they've been losing kind of the rebound battle and stuff. They've been lacking some size. So, Let's see if he's able to come back this season. But aside from that one, between them and Phoenix, it's going to come down. We know the stars are going to ball. Chris oh, yeah. Paul, Devin oh, Booker, yeah. Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, uh, Draymond Green, DeAndre Ayton. But it's going to come down to the role players. And I, I just think right now Phoenix has more uh, solidified role players, and I trust them more kind of in their roles. I don't know how much I'm going to trust guys – on Golden State, like uh, Otto Porter, Bielitsa, or obviously Jordan Poole is probably the one I trust most. Is out of all kind of those role guys that doesn't have that don't have much of the experience. But uh, I just, as a whole, as a collective, I, I just think I trust Phoenix's role guys more than I trust uh, Golden State's role guys. And I think defensively, I think just top to bottom as a team, I think. I trust Phoenix as well more defensively. I just don't think Golden State's as scary anymore defensively as they were in their title 
contending title contending seasons, the the five seasons from 2014, 2019. So that's why Agreed. if I had to pick right now, I I go with Phoenix in, in that matchup. So mm-hmm. makes sense. Makes sense. I just want to. We also have to look out if they're going to pick up anybody in the buyout. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, well. they're they're buyout contenders for like for guys like what uh, Dragic and some of the others. We'll see who are on the buyout yes. market. Yeah, so they're definitely. <laughs> Always going to be in the contenders for a buyout, just and because. Kendrick, yeah, because they're one of the better teams, and they probably need some added depth. But so we'll see if they do uh, sign any buyout guys. But we'll see what happens with that. But exactly. Oh, exactly. So let's move on now to the surprise team in the West, the Memphis Grizzlies, forty and eighteen, eight and two in their last ten. Uh, they've been playing. Excellent ball all season. John Morant has been playing very well. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is back for them off the injury. Uh, Dylan Brooks is still injured, but Desmond Bain has been stepped in really well in his his place, and uh, they got other good players like Brandon Clark. So, what what do you see from Memphis uh, as the three seed uh, going into the playoffs? I think Memphis is is definitely high up there with the Suns and the Warriors. I don't think they picked up anybody in the, uh, the trade deadline or the main trade. No, I mean, um, even if they did, it wasn't wasn't anything major. But I doubt they major. they messed with. I doubt they messed with their uh, young core. I don't think they really did. Yeah, anything. at this point, I think they might need. I, I mean, uh, offensively scoring power, they're up there. Defensively, I I, I might only really follow them that much, but defensively, I don't think they're uh, as good as Phoenix is, or even near that level. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think, think defensively, I think if Dylan Brooks can come back, he's one of their better defenders, the perimeter, perimeter defenders. So I think he can really bolster their defense if he can come back from his injury and get back in the mix. Because he, he's, exactly. he's, he's a prototypical 3 and D type guy. So he, he's been – he's basically for them what Mikal Bridges is for, uh, for Phoenix. So Exactly. So let's see, but they're exciting. They're fun to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. John Morant. Uh, the only thing I kind of worry with him is he kind of has a a Derrick Rose type trajectory, like the, yeah, his style of play. It's very mm-hmm. easily he can kind of get injured with how athletic he is and the way he's jumping around and stuff and all the speed. So let, let's see, how, let's see how he ages in the NBA throughout his career. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, but yeah, they're they're definitely young, fun team to watch. So, we'll we'll see how 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 they play moving forward. But we'll move on to number four seed, the Utah Jazz, thirty six and twenty one. Currently, they lost uh, Joe Ingles to that ACL injury. Then they traded him. They got a few guys in the trade deadline. Nothing major, but obviously they they still have the core with Rudy Gobert. He's been injured for a little bit. I think he's going to come back for them. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, obviously their best player in my opinion. And then Boyan Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, Jordan Clarkson off the bench. So we saw them obviously disappointing uh, end to last season after losing to the Clippers after they lost Kawhi Leonard in game four of that series. And they lost the next two games and ultimately went out in the semifinals. So what do do we see for them uh, going into the end of the regular season into the playoffs? You know, I don't think it's going to go out well for them to play offsides. The reason why I'm saying this is because, I mean, I do like what they picked up uh, 
in um, Nikhil Alvin Walker in that trade. Yeah. But then uh, aside from that, there's a lot of chemistry issues, according to, especially with Dalvin Mitchell and uh, and um, Gobert. Gobert. Oh no no we'll, we'll, Rudy Rudy yeah, Gobert 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 yeah Gobert there's a lot of um, issues going on with them at this point I don't think that's a, that's a good outlook for them I mean unless these guys get them resolved the ACP I mean they did use uh, Joe Ingles to the injury I mean which is uh, I think will hurt them uh, when it comes down to shooting yeah I mean the they, he got injured then they traded him right <laughs> yeah well that's true that's right they did trade him. <laughs> The trade, yeah. So it's, but it's, yeah. But uh, going back to what I'm saying is, I, I think they, I think there's too many chemistry issues at this point. If they don't get resolved, I don't think they're going down too far in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think Ingles was a, a big kind of piece for them. I mean, he was a good ball handler. He kind of get them in their sets, and then now it's ultimately down just to a big load on Mike Conley to kind of ball handle and kind of make playmaking decisions stuff. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell can do that a little bit as well. And then we mm. saw that how the Clippers took out Rudy Gobert last season by stretching the floor, going small. So playoff long-term, much there hasn't really changed much for this team, and they haven't really approved. So I'm going to kind of agree with you. So I think they're probably going to be out in the semifinals again this season, so unfortunately for them. So, I mean, currently they would play Dallas at the 4-5 matchup. If that was the matchup, I, I would probably take Dallas, in my opinion. I think Dallas. I agree. Yeah, so. Yeah, let, let's discuss Dallas. We discussed them a little bit with the trades. So, uh, obviously, Luka being young, I think he, he's obviously came into the season out of shape a little bit. Some, some conditioning issues as well. So, uh, what do we see from him kind of moving forward and probably into his prime years, into perennial MVP contention and stuff like that. So, do you think they can... I think he's... I mean, uh, if you have Luka Donick on your team, whether it be put on some weight or whatnot, you're still a winner in my mind. You know, I mean, the guy is just an incredible player. You know, a regular player, and he just brings so much to the team. I think uh, with the uh, Mavericks, I think they're still missing a player... Or so for them to get past into deep into the playoffs. Yeah, I think they have. A, I think they have a good core. I mean, at this point, but then other than that, I think they just need more consistency. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, and to. I think that's why I think I think I think they'll I think they'll get to the maybe quarters. I think maybe semifinals, but other than that, that's pretty much it for them. Yeah, I mean, which would be an improvement considering they lost to the Clippers yeah. a lot in the in the first round, the last two two seasons. So, Jesus, correct, correct. The Clippers aren't going to get uh, up to <laughs> to face them in the first round, most likely not. So, no, but no, it's not. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so let's talk about yeah. the the Denver Nuggets. Uh, obviously, Jokic is still balling. Uh, they have had the injury to Michael Porter. That was unfortunate for them. Jamal Murray might come back. We'll see. They're currently in the sixth seed, thirty-two and twenty-five. Uh, any possibility for them to make like a dark horse run? I mean, if they if they got back Murray and it was a six-three matchup between them and Memphis, who would you pick? Um, if if they were to get back um, uh, Murray, I definitely give them uh, the edge. Other uh, ways why I'm saying this is because of the experience uh, level. Um, that's the only reason why I would say that, but 
Yeah. Other than that, yeah, it, it's a big if for me, even if they get back early. Yeah, for sure. I mean, his he had a brutal, gruesome injury with the ACL, so yeah. let's see. I mean, even if he does come back or just decide to kind of shut it down, we'll see kind of what happens uh, with them. But obviously, Jokic is going to ball out, but this is not like a legitimate contending team. They might, at best... <laughs> It beat Memphis just because of the experience factor, but even experience, then, correct. even if they were, even, much it. yeah, even if they I mean, were to, much. even yeah. if they were to get out of the first round, that we, I, they're probably losing in the semis, right? So yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, they're that, they're, they're that kind of team that's like stuck in the middle, and and they've been there for a while, and you just need some sort of change, some sort of thing that will. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just kind of bad luck for them. I mean, last season, they looked like they were really going to kind of go into the playoffs and make a really good run. And then, unfortunately for them, Jamal Murray got injured. So, yeah. so no, I, I, I totally agree. they, they look like to, to be one of the be- better teams. Yeah. So, let's see. I mean, but next season, yeah, if they have the whole band back healthy, Porter, Murray, they're, they're definitely going to be a... A serious contender but for now this season they're just gonna have to just build some continuity get some more experience and then uh kind of just uh take the take their wounds and move on into no, next season exactly exactly <laughs> all right let's move into the play-in territory we'll discuss uh we've discussed one team already in the play-in territory let's discuss the the minnesota timberwolves 30 and 27 uh, Patrick Beverly has really changed their culture, it looks like. And then uh, Russell, obviously, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns have been playing well. So wh- what do we see from Minnesota, currently at the number seven seed? You know, at this point, I, I, I mean, they need to make... I don't know, I think they, something has to be done. I mean, obviously, they've, they've, um, with, all the, with all the stuff that's changed with their roster. It, it's gone positive, but I think they need something else, some other push, some other player, some other trade that will get them to a higher level. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah but I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of a person. That what 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 can they make? I mean, obviously, you're not trading uh, Anthony Edwards. You're either really legitimately only trading Cat Anthony Towns or D'Angelo Russell. And Anthony yeah. Towns is your best player right now, so are you willing to get rid of him? I mean, it, 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 if I'm GM uh, of the Timberwolves, okay, at this point, I would have to wait out and see what's happening. If this team, with all the changes they made, is still not growing at a consistent rate, they're uh-huh. still not improving, I would have to look at making a trade and possibly uh, sending Towns out and see what you can get for Okay, so yeah, obviously the trade deadline has passed. So, what would you say about this uh, possibly next season uh, as a possible trade? They trade Carl Anthony Towns to to Phoenix, and they get back a package of like, let's say, uh, let's say like Cameron Johnson, DeAndre Ayton, and like like a second round pick. What well, would you say yes to that trade or no? I will say yes, actually. Okay. But, uh, I think uh, I think Carl's Towns will fit in well with uh, with Phoenix. Um, I mean, yes, he's not as uh, I don't think he's uh, a great defender of DeAndre Ayton, yeah. but he has potential to score. You know, he's a he's a uh, he's a great inside scorer. 
Yeah, he, he's, I think that will be so. he's he's a very good jump shooter as well. So yeah, so I think with the addition of that Phoenix, and obviously, I mean, their inside scoring is solved, and that they can that will leave uh, the outside, uh, obviously the point guard, and then obviously um, uh, the other players. I think, in my mind, will benefit from. All right, yeah, for sure. I uh, I agree. Yeah, so I mean, that's really the only trade. I mean, other than that, I mean. You're not really getting much for D'Angelo Russell at this point, right? No, no. At this point, you're not getting. Much. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you were really want to make a splash, like an effective type trade, you got to do something that involves Carl Anthony Towns. Obviously, that's just one option that I just mentioned with Phoenix. But maybe you can, um, maybe you can try something with Golden State too, because they have a lot of like young guys, like Wiseman and stuff. And then maybe they. They want to get Carl Anthony Towns to maximize uh, the window that they have with Curry and Thompson as they kind of get into their mid thirties. So, exactly. exactly. All right. Uh, let's move in now to the eight and ninth seed, the LA teams, who have both uh, underperformed uh, horribly. <laughs> and but, I mean, so to speak, yes. But yeah, I guess one team kind of has an excuse for that. <laughs> the other team, not so much. So we'll start with the Clippers, currently the 8th seed, 29-30. and 30. Uh, They just uh, beat Golden State yesterday by 15, and we've seen just ultimate bad luck for this team. <laughs> Last season with Kawhi, and then now Paul George this season injured, but they've battled, they've uh, beat some good teams, but... They've lost to, to some really bad teams, so it's just been an up and down roller coaster type season. So any possibility we kind of see Kawhi or Paul George come back this season? What do you think? Um, as it looks like right now, I don't think they come back. I mean, there was some optimism at some point a couple of weeks ago that they would come back toward the end. Uh, but in this case, if they even were to come back, they'll still have to make up a lot of games. And I think with the uh, with uh, with the game remaining, I don't think I'm not very hopeful. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the way the Western Conference is unfolding right now, they're going to be seventh seed at best, but like ultimate ceiling, like sixth seed. And that's yeah, and that, that if they get in the sixth seed and they play Memphis somehow, like ultimately, and they get those guys back, that could be maybe like a slight chance they could kind of make a run, but I don't know. I mean, who knows with Kawhi? We never really know what he's doing. And then Paul George, no, exactly. he's supposed to get reevaluated February 24th. But I just think the guys around them, they just a lot of really good players they have. I mean, uh, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard. Uh, they got Covington and Norman Powell. They got uh, Rodney Hood, Ojale in another trade. Uh, Zubak has been playing better. They got another big man in Hartenstein. So they have the they have the core, but it's just they need to they need their top two dogs to stay healthy and uh, give them some consistency, and that's Agreed. that's another team last year who was probably legitimately was going to make a title run, right? If Kawhi doesn't bang knees with Kawhi wasn't if he doesn't bang knees with Joe Ingles in that in Game Four of that series, right? So yeah, and, and as a Clipper fan, it's very yeah, it's very frustrating and. It's, it's you get bummed out when you kind of see uh, the potential they have, and then and you just want to see them fully healthy all together to see what they can do in a, in a full season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, so let's see. I mean, it's probably trending towards next season. 
maybe 1% chance at best something happens this season, but hopefully they can at least get into the playoffs, even if uh, they get swept or something by Phoenix or Golden State, at least get in the 7th or 8th seed just to kind of get those role guys some confidence, some experience, and uh, moving into next season, hopefully when they have the entire band back and uh, can kind of get in, settle into their roles as uh, role guys, bench guys. So, But for now, they'll just have to keep fighting without their two best players. Mm-hmm. All right, now, <laughs> the most interesting <laughs> team all season long and just been very uh, underwhelming all season. 26-31 and 31 currently, 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They didn't make any trades at the trade deadline. Uh, so they're going to be big buyers probably in the buyout market. Depends who comes off. So what do you think about the Lakers? Can they salvage anything this season? I think it's the John season. Just close the book. Close the book? To be honest, in my mind. Close the book. They're not going to go anywhere. They're in the playoffs. They're not going to win. If they want to make the playoffs, and say, eight seed. Okay, eight seed. I still think they end up losing the first round. Uh, yes. I, it's it. It's not been good for them. Let's put it this way. And I think that they made some very bad roster moves. And a lot of the blame, in my mind, has to go on LeBron James. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the one who, who he's the one who brought in Westbrook. And now he's sounds complaining against him. Where it's I don't see the logic in that. But quite honestly, um, now they're talking about trading, possibly trading Anthony Davis. So there's no mention of getting rid of LeBron. I mean, LeBron is uh, he's a ball hog. I mean, I, I'm not saying that like I'm not saying like typically, but I'm just saying LeBron is a ball hog. I mean, I'm not saying it like clearly, but he's like he doesn't pass the ball that well. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with them, dude. You know, to I me, mean, you have such so much. You have so much talent on your team, yet you're underperforming every night. Yeah, I mean, I I just think it's. I mean. They're very old, and defensively, they're really bad. And then Anthony Davis is just not reliable the last couple of seasons, health-wise. Well, no, I think that's why a lot of teams are, I mean, a lot of people are saying, possibly trading him, but who, who are you going to trade him to? Who's going to want him? And what will you get back to the mm, I don't. I think someone would take him, but I don't, I don't know why maybe you, you would consider trading him. But, I mean, that's obviously something they'll see in the offseason, but... Yeah. I mean, if, the thing is, if you look at it this way, if you look at LeBron, okay... I mean, there's nothing to hear on these guys, but what they've been commenting and saying about Westbrook, dude, at least Westbrook is the most consistent player who hasn't been injured on that team. No, Westbrook, I mean, I mean to be honest, actually, I mean, Westbrook has been really bad this season. No, he's been bad, but he's been playing. LeBron no. has been injured, and Anthony no, Davis has LeBron, been injured. LeBron is having one of the best seasons of his career. He's had one of the best, but he's all he's also injured too. He was there time. I don't think I don't think he, he hasn't been injured that much this season. But but there was some time he was out for, uh, for yeah. last a season. Amount of time. Last season and the, his first season with the Lakers, he missed a, a decent amount of time. But this season, mm-hmm. he's been pretty consistent. He might win the scoring title. So no, I mean that scoring title, obviously, he'll, yeah, he has a good chance of doing that, but. Uh, other than that, with the Lakers, I don't see them going anywhere. I mean, they, I mean, Dennis Schroeder, that trade last year when he won $10 million, he, he didn't over it. And then now, uh, with the Celtics, now he's in the NBA final. Uh, we'll see what happens, dude. But at this point, I think it's going too late. 
I just think, I mean, me perfectly looking at this team, I mean, Westbrook, I mean, he, he just, he's not, he, he's always kind of been around yes men. They haven't really told him, there hasn't been really anyone in his career who's really made him kind of change his game in any, any, any aspect. I mean, he's never really played good defense. Uh, and then now you're just seeing, when, now that he's losing some of his athleticism, he's just becoming even worse offensively. And no, I, I agree. he takes I mean, a lot I mean, of I mean, lot of but, stupid but threes. Mm-hmm. He takes a lot of stupid threes that he probably shouldn't be taking. And then the yeah. identity of this team, when we saw when when they made the run for the championship in 2020, they were a very good defensive team led by Anthony Davis. So I think that's going to be the main key if they are to make any sort of noise. He's going to have to anchor their defense, be healthy, and ultimately play up to that contract he got after winning that championship. No, I, I can agree. I mean, something has to be done with the Lakers organization. You still have Westbrook equal on it for a few more years. Yeah, I so think it's like, this season and next season, I think, yeah, that he's still on contract. But, I mean, I don't think nobody's trading for Westbrook's contract, are they? It's the worst thing. We would trade for it. Exactly. Yeah, we I mean. We to be trade for it. Like, the Lakers don't have any first round picks to give out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, we were really. I mean, aside from picks, I mean, just trading for the player. I mean, who would want to trade for Russell Westbrook at this point, right? That's point. I don't think anybody would. Quite honestly, I think they'd rather go to the draft. The only way Russell Westbrook's going to another team, I think, is if there's some sort of buyout. But I mean, let's see. Who knows if that's going to happen at some point? Yeah, but I don't think the Lakers will buy him out. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, because I don't think he's really a high end starter anymore. I mean. No, I don't think so either. I yeah. think the Lakers, I think the whole team is not a high-end story. I mean, they're pretty much an old team. Well, I mean, I Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, if he's healthy, can be good. I mean, LeBron, I mean, he's still he's still a starter. I mean, he, obviously, we know LeBron defensively hasn't been good for the last three, four years. Yeah, but, he's not defensively. But I think the Lakers are just, they are, they think, they overrated themselves. I mean, there was some trade they offered to the Celtics for... Uh, they offered uh, um, Callum Tucker to the Celtics for, uh, um, I think I didn't want to consult them. But then they were shot down. Uh, Celtics didn't even respond to that, uh, to that great response. And then uh, you had, they were saying that, like, oh, it was the, it was we, the Lakers, who uh, changed their mind, which was totally false. The news came out, it was actually Celtics going to do it. I really don't know what the team is doing at this point. What was the trade proposal? Uh, it was um, two second round picks and Taylor Tucker, or what's his name? Yeah, Taylor Horton for, Tucker. Uh, for who? For, for Josh Richardson. For who? Uh, Josh Richardson. Oh, Josh Richardson. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't even yeah, know why they, they would do that, give up a young player for Josh Richardson who's been very inconsistent the last yeah, couple of seasons. Uh, exactly, in my mind, but uh, it was really... When they put that in, they were shot down because but yeah, the Celtics had him. They obviously, they went with Taylor Horton Tucker over Alex Caruso, which we've seen so far has, has been a mistake. So, yeah. And then obviously, like if, if they can play good defense and stay relatively healthy, they might make a little noise in the playoffs. Who knows? But Le- LeBron, I mean, he's still putting up his numbers. Uh, I think he'll still put up those numbers, but if they don't have any cohesiveness and consistency, it's going to be another first-round exit for them. I agree. I mean, it's looking to that point. Unfortunately, it's looking to that point that they're, they're, they are a first-round exit. 
Yeah, and then uh, I mean, we'll we'll see what kind of what happens with them in the future. But uh, it's been, aside from a couple LeBron years, it's been a very tough ten years for the Lakers. I mean, they missed the playoffs. Yeah. I think six or seven I, it times. It will continue to be. It will continue to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's still a little a lot of money. LeBron is getting old. Um, he's thirty-seven and a half, I think. So. And who knows what his plans are, to, if he even wants to stay with the Lakers or, or maybe go to another team to finish off his career. So who knows? Well, he, was, he mentioned about, he mentioned about um, whoever his son. Yeah, play, play, playing uh, with his son. In a, in but, about, but, but, I mean, why would the team pick up his son? Why would he want to even pick him up at that point? You know, they're, they're paying so much money and whatnot. Why would they do that? No, I mean, I, I, mean that's a, I could see a team doing it. I mean, if they have to bring it LeBron in for one season or whatever, at that I mean, point. If they want to sell tickets, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there might. Work. I mean, Bronny, depending on how high he goes in the draft, I mean, he he could possibly be going to a team that needs a, a rejuvenation, some sort of uh, ticket sales or something like that. If they bring yeah, in LeBron uh, no, for agree, one agree. season, right? Agree. No, I totally agree. I mean, but. Will LeBron want to play for a team like, let's say, the Houston Rockets or something? You know. I mean, if if he if he really cares about playing with his son, he sh- he should want to play anywhere really because he doesn't know who, who's yeah. going to draft him. If that's really no, his, if that's really his intention. I think that's really his thing. Or if he gets picked up by. <laughs> if that's really, really his intention, if he goes back to Cleveland. Will yeah. he go back to Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. If that if that's really his intention to play with to play with his son, he should it shouldn't matter where where which team it is. That's yeah, all he no, cares I about. Totally agree. Yeah, but we'll, we'll yeah. see. I mean, let's let's see what happens. I mean, they have uh, twenty five games left to kind of get a little bit of momentum going into the playing a tournament, and <coughs> we'll kind of see if they can do anything from there. They did. I mean. <laughs> To give them credit, they did play pretty well against the Warriors. They fell a little short at the end. But uh, that was, I guess, a little bit of a sign. So a little bit of encouragement. Let's see if they can turn that into some momentum. But if they can't get anything together, any cohesiveness defensively, they're going to be out either in the playing tournament or in the first round. So. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so that'll wrap it up for the... the uh, breakdown of the conferences let's get into some all-star picks be- saturday night picks before we end the podcast so uh we got uh three events for saturday night uh, for all-star weekend coming up this weekend martin Lu- our president's day weekend excuse me uh first one we got is the skills challenge so they've kind of reformatted this uh there's uh three separate teams and they have uh four different kind of like uh Rounds. So they have a, a team shooting round, a team passing round, a team re- relay round, and a half court shot round. So the three teams we got in, in this one, we got Team Atentacumpo. So Giannis, Thanasis, and Alex Atentacumpo, the three brothers. We got Team Cavs. And Cleveland is hosting the All Star game this season. For the 75th anniversary of the NBA, they also hosted in 1997 when they did the 50th anniversary team. So they're hosting again 25 years later. And then the third team we have is the team rookies, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. So uh, in this event, who do you, who you got winning this event? To be honest, I don't think I would be following it, but if I had to choose one, I'll choose the... Uh, the second 
not King Giannis. Okay, you like the Antetokounmpo's. Yeah, I probably have to agree with the Antetokounmpo's. Uh, I just think uh, they're going to be fast. I think they have uh, kind of the skills to kind of get get it done in this event. So I'll, I'll go with the team Antetokounmpo's and agree with you. Okay. So we'll move on to, next to the three point contest. So it looks like uh, we got a lot of new guys in, in, in the three point contest contest this season. We got Desmond Bain from Memphis. We got Luke Kennard from the Clippers. Zach Levine from the Bulls, C.J. McCollum uh, now on the New Orleans Pelicans, Patty Mills on the Nets, Carl Anthony Towns is in, in this this event from, from the Timberwolves. We got Fred Van Vliet from the Raptors, and Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. Who do you who do you got winning this one? I think Trey Young. Trey Young, okay, yeah, I think it looks like Trey Young is going to be the the popular pick, but. Being a Clipper fan, I'm going to go with uh, Luke Kennard. Okay. I think he's been shooting really well, somewhere around 45% for the season. He's had a little bit of injuries as well this season. so But uh, I think he's built some good confidence, so I'll go with Luke Kennard. All right, last okay. event, uh, the dunk contest. we got four contestants. Cole Anthony from the Magic. Juan Toscano-Anderson from the Warriors. Jalen Green from the Houston Rockets. And Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks. Who do you think wins this one? I'm going to go Jalen Green. Jalen Green? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say Obi Toppin. I, I, I kind of like his okay. athleticism. But uh, okay. the dunk contest for me is just not what it used to be for some reason. No, it's not. It's all, it's all for sure. Right? Yeah. I don't see. It's not. Even it's also event thing is not what it used to be. All right. Yeah. It should be a fun all, all-star uh, weekend, and it should be a fun uh, finish to the regular season. And we'll see how it shakes out for the both Eastern and Western Conference going to the playoffs. But exactly. that'll wrap it up for the, the trade. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That'll wrap it up for the trade deadline and the All-Star break uh, podcast. Akshay, thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Oh, thank you for having me. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the All-Star weekend festivities and – We'll be back probably in about a month and a half, two months for to go over the NBA playoffs.